Okay, so I'm Bonnie Anderson from Brigham Young University, and I'm pleased to spend a little bit of time telling you how we're using NeuroIS, so the intersection of neuroscience and information systems, to look into user behavior regarding security. It's basically why they ignore all these warnings. Um, it's biology, it's not laziness, maybe. All right, so a lot of our users think it's just like whack-a-mole. These warnings come up and they just interfere with the task you're trying to do and you're just trying to get rid of them because um, they're a nuisance. Well, we decided to take cognitive neuroscience angle on things to figure out um, why, they're, why they're doing this. And we've used a variety of neurophysiological tools to measure this. Um, on the website that Ross hosts, uh, we have one of our studies that we did using EEG down here. Um, we call it the Batman study, but it's basically how we can use EEG to predict how people will behave regarding security messages better than how they self-report on surveys. That uh, they think they're going to behave a certain way, and then using a gambling task in EEG, we know actually how risk-averse they are, and then, uh, and then they don't behave how they said they were. They behave how we say they will until they're hacked, and then they behave how they said they will. Anyway, you can look at that later. Um, the study I'm going to tell you about today is with fMRI. So we got a scanner um, at our university about a year ago, and so we've been running tons of scans and trying to learn what we can about the brain, and specifically um, my colleagues and I looking at information security from the user's aspect. So we think there's the repetition suppression effect. Sometimes it's called habituation. They're kind of linked slightly different, but I'll go ahead and use them interchangeably. And basically, this is kind of funny. It was first discovered. Does anybody recognize this? Yes. It's the sea slug, right? The California sea slug. Eric Candle, Nobel Award winner, uh, figured out in sea slugs that there's this repetition suppression effect that when you see the same stimuli over and over, your brain pays less and less attention. So, what we are going to be looking at is the visual processing, specifically in the occipital lobe, so kind of the back chunk here. Um, to see how it's responding to these different warnings. And here's one of our blobs on brain pictures that we talk about. So the active regions that we have found in some of this research. So that's, again, the occipital lobe right there. The, the brighter or the warmer the colors, the more activity in that region. So our first question was, does this repetition suppression effect occur when they're viewing warnings? So we ran an experiment. This is our actual machine, Siemens T3 Trio. Um, and we had general use software, so Excel or search pages or just a variety, 40 of those. We compared them against warning screens, so here's a firewall one, here's a Chrome extension warning, um, here's another installation warning, you sure you want to do that. So each subject got a bunch of each of them and each was exposed six times. And so what we're showing here is on the first exposure, so business is the, the red on top, warning messages are blue. The first exposure gave that much attention in the visual processing region of the occipital lobe. So you can see an extreme drop-off here between the first exposure and the second exposure for both warnings and business images. And then it just goes down and down and down. Um, in the next study, we actually have 13 repetitions and we, still, we haven't found the floor, how, how low your attention can go. Um, but one worrying thing here is how, how little, from the get-go, warnings get. Right there below the general business images from, from the start and they stay lower. And then the hippocampus is the region for memory. And my other colleague, so one's a security guy, the other's a neuroscientist. He studies memory, he's one of the experts on that. And this is relying on memory now. So 
I liken it kind of to cache in a computer that why reload uh, from scratch if I can just pull up the cache? You know, it's probably the same, right? Uh, Maybe. So our second question was, can we reduce this response, this habituation? Can we trick your brain into paying more attention than it would normally? And so going to Waldalter here, probably some of you are familiar with this, um, changing the appearance may be helpful for habituation. So that's what we thought. Let's go ahead and change the appearance. Uh, this paper gave us some ideas about how polymorphic warnings might, again, reduce some of this <laughs> habituation or this repetition suppression effect. So we had an experiment. We had 40 different warnings. We threw in some baseline business images as well. And each one had 13 polymorphic variations and then randomized which ones got the static repetitions and which got the polymorphic variations. But here's a quick run through of the variations. So here's um, one example of warning. And so the manipulations we did to each of them would be to add the word attention. Are they going to notice that? Uh, make it bigger without making the text bigger. What if we rearrange the buttons? What if we highlighted the words? What if we inverted uh, the contrast there? We had red text. We had the bumblebee border. Oh, and one of our things is we thought we want to not annoy the users too much. Because, yeah, we could do all sorts of crazy things to catch their attention. We don't want to be that bad. We want to kind of find the minimal amount that still works. Uh, so this is a, a red background. And it turns out this one was actually our, um, our fourth most effective I'll explain the results in a minute, but it turns out fourth most effective was this, and this was the third most effective, to just have that hideous triangle there, um, that that really caught their attention. We also added some with animations, so if your, your message twirls on in, I thought that'd be really powerful. Turns out it wasn't one of our top five. Um, but this one was, that zooms in, that's our number two. And our most effective manipulation that we did is that. <laughs> you leave that? So if your message just comes and it just goes, oops, sorry, I was going to repeat it right there for you. Ah, two clicks. There we go. <laughs> that that is the most effective thing. Um, so we're going to test that out. I'll tell you about phase three in just a minute. So they saw those. So each subject, again, saw a variety. 20 of the warnings were randomly static for 13 repetitions. 20 of the warnings were these 13 variations. And what we found was, here's the precunious. So this is kind of the default mode network or the mind wandering or the boredom and so blue here are the static warnings red is the polymorphic and we can see people were less bored meaning we're paying more attention with the polymorphic warnings that it, the more times you see these um, this repeated exactly static warnings the more bored you get the more your mind starts to wander in contrast here's the occipital lobe so again this is the back part the visual processing that they both decreased a little bit, but we can see, compared especially to that first study, look how high, and almost, again, it still goes down, but not as much, um, our polymorphic warnings really held attention substantially better than these static ones. So that was uh, a great result for us. And then this is the inferior dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex, so right up front, this is some executive function and um, abstract reasoning area and we found that that was much higher even across repetitions for these polymorphic warnings. So again here's another blobs on brains. They actually in the software SPM they you can add blobs is how they phrase that. So here are some blobs. So a lot of activity here, cooler activity up there. So going forward we want to see can we then change behavior. So we've looked in the brain, now we're going to see if we can change actual behavior. So we've got an experiment three, we've pilot tested 
seems okay, but they're running it actually starting today back in Utah. We've got 200 subjects scheduled this week. I, I get to watch from afar. Um, and this time, half of the people get just static versions of the warning. Uh, they don't see any manipulation. And the other half are going to get these polymorphic. And we're going to run those four variations that we found are most effective. So the red background, the triangle, the jiggle, and the zoom, or the, the scale. And so, again, we've already done the pilot test, so that's what I'm kind of showing you. They think they're installing these apps. It's a weather app in Chrome. And evaluate how easy it is to use and um, how many features and how pleasant it looks and, and whatever. But from the get-go, when they've logged in here to this network, we've, we've hijacked everything. So, um, so they download this. Again, we, we built this extension, the bookshelf. Um, we warn them here, you know, it's your responsibility. Use good judgment. Don't just download anything, right? Because sometimes that really biases them. Well, it's, I'm in a, a study. I can trust this. And also, they're using their own laptops. We found already in previous studies that people don't care about lab computers. They will do whatever. Sure, I click them through, earning that extra credit, um, but this time they have to bring their own. So they're a little more cautious because they, they're invested in this. They don't want to harm their computer. Um, but basically, we tell them, use a Google search, and from the get-go, we've hijacked this. The Google search isn't Google. They, you know, regardless of what search terms they, they type in, they get this. Oh, you typed in Chrome Weather Extension. They may not have. Because these results, again, it's, we manipulated all of that. We created all these extensions. So we've got control over everything. So they think, oh, I'll go ahead. I'll try this extension to evaluate it. And then normally they'd get a warning that looks like one of these. But you can see we've manipulated a little bit. This detect location, that seems reasonable. But what about this? Access all your data? What about uh, we even tried? This seemed to be the scariest we did an online survey because we had change of privacy settings, a variety of things that people uh, don't pay enough attention to, but a weather app shouldn't do this. So if they see that, they should, probably should not install that app. That's how we can say if it's a right answer or a wrong answer. Don't install this type of message. But so they go up and here's our, our variations again. So sometimes half of the people will get one that will have like that or, or like that. I think we're not going to do this Bumblebee one. Again, less effective than I thought it would be. So you can see they're, they're getting a chance to install or not and evaluate those. And what we found, again, preliminarily, is that they spend longer on the messages that are these polymorphic ones. That they, so they actually look at it, and fewer of them, again, in the pilot test, actually installed software where the messages were ones that should not have been. So like this is a safe enough message. This one they would go ahead and install, but one of those scary ones. So we're optimistic to get really good data. We want to figure out, does it change over time? And uh, we chatted with some of these companies a few weeks ago. We did a little field trip to San Jose. And uh, they're interested, as we are, giving us some ideas about a longitudinal design. So how does this change over time? How much do we need to change the warnings? How frequently do we need to change them? And if we're running fMRI studies on the same people for, you know, figure out the design here, um, how can we insulate people? Or how can we make the, the software uh, resistant? So, brief discussion, habituation does not equal laziness. We're not just lazy, and we're not necessarily careless, we could be, but it's, it's your brain being efficient, it's saving energy. Uh, that's why we ignore a lot of these things. So, there's my contact information, happy to talk to you later, or when everybody else is done here. Thank you.